So it feels like a million years since we actually recorded, even though to the audience there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, how you been? What's going on? Like a week and a half. I don't know. Yeah. It's uh, not a fun last few couple of days. Okay. Uh, it is. It is Friday when we're recording this. On Wednesday, uh, my fuel light is on. Uh, the boy like the boys want to go out for a pint, so I go out for a pint with the boys. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're in Scotland, I assume. Yes. Okay, just making sure we're on the <laughs> same page there. Okay, and so when we leave, say goodbye. I leave, uh, and right near where we are is a gas station. I go to pull into the gas station and I see flashing lights behind me. Uh, and I pull over and I know immediately what it is because I realize that I'm an idiot. Uh, I'm, I feel like I'm the, like the worst adult. Okay. Uh, I not have your lights on. No, I mean, it was light out. Uh, and I have daytime running lights. Okay. I'm just trying to brainstorm the possibilities here because obviously you weren't drunk driving or something. So I'm trying to think of like the thing that you did wrong innocently. Mm -hmm. Uh, so I have enough money to pay my bills, but I almost, I like never pay my water bill until I get the phone call that says, Hey, your water bill is going to get shut off. I think you've said that before. Yeah. Because I, it doesn't come directly out of my account. So I don't think about it. What also didn't come directly out of my account is my tags for Uh, my (laughs) license plate. Yeah. And so I had four months expired tags. And he said, you're going to go over there. You're going to park here. Here's your citation. You're going to you're going to fucking pay for this. Uh, You're going to go over there and you're going to park your car. And I'm going to watch you call someone to come pick you up because if you leave this parking lot, I'm towing your ass. <laughs> and uh, and meanwhile, you're like, can I just pay you directly? Like, let me pay <laughs> yes. you. If I could the, just pay you not only for the ticket right now, yes, but the, the also tags. for my for my tags. Yep. Amazing. Perfect. Uh, he should really carry like one of those coin belts. Like at the arcade, like so he could make change I mean, for people. It's, it's 2018. He should just have a, a little, little square, square thing yeah. to put into his phone. Uh, so they could perfect. probably get. They could probably solve a lot of problems, honestly. Yeah, and if it just like and cl- it stop clogging your up the registration courts. and the sticker and everything right yeah. there, boom. But I guess we already put a lot on police officers. Yeah. Like we're turning them into a cashier too. Yeah. Uh. They already don't have the best um, image right now, so also turning them into the DMV, (laughs) probably not the best. (laughs) I see the flaw in your plan. Yeah. Uh, But for this instance, it would have been very convenient for you. Yeah. So I call Marianne, and she's like, I was like, so I'm in the parking lot over here. Come pick me up. (laughs) And she's like, uh, you want me to drive with an expired license and expired tags? And I was like, no, I don't want you to do that. That's This is exactly the wrong time for you to do that. Oh, she has the same story? Uh, 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 so 
her car is broken down, so she's been driving her uncle's car. Mm-hmm. And apparently, I checked when I got home, his tags expired the day before. <laughs> his tags expired on Tuesday. That would have been incredible if it was like an Agatha Christie version of this story, where the <laughs> cop just keeps pull- calling more people, and this gas station parking lot is just getting filled with vehicles that are expired tags. Yeah. So, I was like, don't do that. Uh, your dad lives two minutes from here. Is it cool if I call your dad? And she's like, yeah, fuck it. I'll call my dad. That's way easier for me. (laughs) It's way easier for me. Uh, She didn't say that, but I knew what she meant. Of course. So I I call her dad, and he comes and picks me up. Like, I'm already starting to buy the tags on my phone. Mm -hmm. Because the the dude was the the cop. The dude. The cop was like, uh, you know, go home. Uh, get online, pay for your tags, put on a receipt, and then you can come pick it up. So I have it on my phone. I'm I pay for it. Uh, and he was like, "Did you just pay for that on your phone?" And I was like, "Yeah." Well, he's like, "Well, I'm just drive you back to your car because I like took screenshots of the receipt and everything." How uh, far away? He drive you back to your car? Yeah, because we're like halfway home. He picked me up, and now we're halfway home. And now realize that he doesn't need to take me home. Oh, so I if I got sa- home, I thought you how I would get from home back to the parking lot would be another whole I, ordeal. I thought you were saying that the cop no. was saying he was going to take you back. Yeah. So, yeah. So her dad drops me off and I get back in and and I fill up. Uh, so that was that was my fun Wednesday. I was hoping the cop was hanging out waiting <laughs> for that ploy because yeah. you know he's had that happen where right. people are like, I'll give him 20 minutes and then I'll come get this car. Yeah. That dumb. Which the moment uh, her dad picked me up, he was like, if it were me, I would just would have waited 10 minutes and drove off. Yeah. And I was like, that's fine. I'm totally not that person. I yeah. don't have, I don't have the, those kind of chrome plated balls. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that was, I went home and I was super pissed off at myself. Uh, it's like because you can't even you you feel like you want to blame something external. Yeah, like fuck that cop. Is, the cop didn't do anything this wrong. One hundred percent my fault. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anything, he was maybe slightly terse. Yeah. <laughs> but he's a cop. Yeah. What are you expecting? Yeah. <laughs> that was average cop experience. That that was perfectly fine cop experience. Yeah. Um. So then, cut to yesterday. Uh, I'm at lunch. With the biggest group of uh, people we've gotten to go to lunch at this new place so far. Is this the Cool Kids Club? You uh, were invited the Cool Kids to? Club, most people don't work there anymore. Uh, okay. um, so this, these are uh, a, a bunch of people with varying levels of coolness. Okay. But where do you at least fall cool on this? Where do you f- fall on this? If this is... Oh. Uh, sadly probably at the top or like second are we are we grading this on like what i would call cool or is this the traditional level of of uh flat build ball cap cool so the only person i would put probably above me is like traditionally cool he has seven cars and he works on them all the time and he also like makes cool shit on the internet so I would probably put him above me. He's John Wick. No. <laughs> of this group, sure. Uh, there is a, a young kid, like 21. Um, so youth is usually kind of cool. Mm-hmm. 
uh, but I don't think he's particularly cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a guy who is two years older than me and has seven kids and is Catholic. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and there is... Um, another person. Okay. Who, yeah. I would rank at the bottom as far as coolness. Cool. I'm going to make sure I send this to all of your coworkers. <laughs> just so that they know exactly how uncool you think that they all are. Uh, so... But what was cool about that is we had a guy there who was Catholic and like willing to talk about it, and we got into cool discussions, and it was a fun lunch conversation. Uh, and we're at Buffalo Wild Wings. I'm eating my uh, boneless wings, uh, and which are I'm, basically those are just nuggets, bro. But like covered in delicious sauces. <laughs> just just to be fair, yeah. boneless wings are nuggets. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I'm on the penultimate wing. When I feel a crack, like not like unpleasantness has happened in my mouth. Oh, I thought you broke a chair. No, <laughs> I was like, that would have been it great. Finally happened. No, that would have been it like, dude, happened. you never guess the best thing happened to me. I fell out of my fucking chair. It was great. Oh, uh, no, yeah, I bite down. Not not anything in the wing. I don't think I bit on a bone or anything, but. I had a root canal um, like s- almost seven years ago, mm-hmm. and the filling, I never got a crown, and the filling has been kind of wearing away the last few months, and like food's been getting stuck in there. It's very not cool, um, but I don't have dental insurance, so like I'm not just going to go to the dentist. Well, guess what? You're going to go to the dentist? I, I, went, to the, I went to the dentist. I, I, or, I, like, I got back to work, and I was like for a half hour... Like putting on headphones, listening to music, trying to get into it, and all I could think about was my fucking tooth. And I was just like, I told my manager, like, "Hey, I, like, I fucked up my tooth at lunch. Uh, I'm gonna go to the emergency dentist." And he was like, "Go for it." So I get there, and they tell me, uh, "It feels. I still feel. I can't bite. I still can't bite down. It feels like the tooth has shifted, like in my mouth. I don't know if that's something with root canals, because you know they put like the post in there. I don't know if the post moved." Uh, or something i hope not but i don't know it, it's bizarre in that with your mouth like you will have anything stuck in there and you feel like it's like an inch by an inch square oh, yeah. piece of meat and you get it out and you're like that's all that i was fucking dealing with why is this yeah. that big of a deal yeah uh and i've been doing that for 35 years <laughs> and i still am convinced or 34 years and i'm still convinced every time that it's like the size of a pea is like what i'm expecting to pull yeah. out and it's never anything and like it's she, uh, i'm like touching it with my tongue and she's like touching it with like one of those little pokey things and she's like this tooth which if you've ever read root canal you know they take out the nerves so you like can't feel the tooth yeah. anymore and so she's like this tooth and i was like i don't think that's the tooth and i would feel it with my tongue and then you realize that the mouth that you have like with your tongue in your brain is way different than what your mouth is. A hundred percent. Like completely different. Like I remember feeling back in my mouth and I was like, no, it's, it's this one. Let me touch it with my tongue. And she's like, yeah, that's the one I'm touching. I was like, okay. But I guess that's the one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so uh, I found out it was cracked and that like a third of the filling had gone away. But I did find, oh, and also uh, a piece of it came off. That they had to like buff out 
because unfortunately I wasn't going to get crowned that day. So there's two more de- two more dentist appointments I have to have now. Ugh. Um, but I found out that apparently if you don't get a crown and you have a root canal, you basically like half or more of people like have a crack in their tooth um, by the first year. And so I've gone six, almost seven years, and the other one's fine. I had two on the same day. The other one's fine, and this one is just now, like, has a little bit of a crack. Um, so I think I'm pretty lucky. Yeah. Other than the fact that I now have to pay 1500 bucks for so this shit. Why do they even give you the option of not getting a crown? I guess it's a business, then you can come back. Right, because it was, I mean, it was expensive. I needed it done, it, you know. It was the worst pain I've ever had in my life right before I got these root canals. Um, it was awful. And, like, I could only sleep in, like, 20-minute spurts. Like, I would sleep for 20 minutes and then wake up because my mouth was just in so much pain. Uh, but then they felt great after the root canal. Which meant you didn't feel them. Yeah, but because back then I also didn't have insurance. I had a four-year window in my life where I had dental insurance. And I didn't go to the dentist once. But right before and right after. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. It was already like, here's the amount of money for these two root canals. You're going to pay a little bit more than that for each crown. And it was like, I already can't afford the other. So I got put on a payment plan back then. Yeah, I get it. I I just, I don't know. I feel like the dentist is the same thing as buying internet or a phone like a phone plan or a car and that like I never trust anything that they say Mm. because they're trying to sell me something that I have to have that they know more about than I do yeah by custom yeah so yeah that sucks man I'm sorry any good news gingivitis any good news since we've talked uh uh okay not good news for me good news for a friend okay that's good he just, uh, he's in the unenviable position of, uh, he got a, he got a job offer and then took it to his boss and got a counter offer. And so now he has to weigh everything. Sure. Um, so he's freaking the fuck out, yeah. but, um, I'm, I'm happy for him. That's good. Uh, so I should say from the beginning, I watched these movies literally like weeks ago. Okay. I remember nothing. Well, they're not memorable. <laughs> so, so I remember nothing. Uh, I do, however, mm-hmm. uh, I, we had this break from recording cause I went to Austin okay, with, yeah. with Ben and Bruce. Yeah. Uh, and I had a really awesome time. This is, this is the best episode because we had my, my bullshit now we're gonna have your bullshit, and then just I have tiny like little bit nothing a... I want to talk about for these movies. Good. This is a good episode for us just to bullshit. Yes. So this is the bullshit episode. If you don't like horror movies, this is your episode. Exactly. Uh, if you want to hear about two fat dudes talk about their fucking lives. Uh, so fat dudes. So, <laughs> uh, so I get up super early, drive to uh, Indianapolis, pick up Mr. Ben. Uh, we make it to the airport. We go to get on the plane. There's not assigned seating, so we're kind of like. Not assigned seating on a plane? Yeah. Were you on a private jet? No. It was Southwest. Oh, I've never been on Southwest. Um, it was fine. Like, I was a little nervous when they said that. that like, did you have to buy two seats? No, I didn't. Nor did I have to get an extender. 
Nice. That was my win for the week. I've only I've only ever flown commercial first class because yeah. I'm a fat fuck. Uh, so that was a win for me. Um, but uh, so we're getting on the plane and we're strategically like, oh shit, we're towards the end of the people that they let get on. Mm. We're gonna be stuck. Like I, especially myself, I'm scared I'm gonna be stuck between two people. Yeah. Like so, I get to inconvenience two people. So I'm getting on and I see like, all right, there's a old couple and they're at window and middle. So I'll just plop down here on the end. Yeah. And then we'll let Ben find his own thing. And he was like, no, 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 go in the back. Look, there's two all the way back there. And there's a woman in the very back tucked in the corner. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't give a shit because I know how this is going to go. But Ben doesn't realize until we get there, she is far bigger than me. And there's no way that I'm going to end up in the middle of this thing. Mm -hmm. So he ends up between her, far bigger than me, yeah. and me, who's not a little guy to begin with. Yeah. So he didn't have a great flight there. Between a uh, rust and a soft place. Yes. Uh, uh, what was great about that, however, is that she eaves She was very nice, mm -hmm. but she eavesdropped on our conversation the entire trip. <laughs> like, she would be sleeping, quote unquote, and I would talk about something, right? Mm -hmm. And then she would just start laughing. And then she, <laughs> like, it was like, the one that I remember, Ben takes a bite of this cookie, right? Like they hand out cookies mm -hmm. and he chews it up and he's like, oh God, oh God. And he spits it out in the napkin. He's like, I forgot I'm on the keto diet. <laughs> and I was like, you're on the Kegel diet? And then she bursts out laughing <laughs> as she's pretending to sleep. And I'm like, so she just I, kept inserting. I got you lady. I know you. <laughs> I know your secrets. So she was very nice, but she kept inserting herself into our conversations and made it very apparent that she was a hundred percent eavesdropping on us in the entire time. And That's she thanked awesome. us when we got to the end and said, we made her flight very entertaining. <laughs> and I was like, we were not doing a bit. This is just us <laughs> hanging out. Just so you know. Um, Bruce picked us up from the airport. Mm -hmm. um, we That's got to his, he's on his home turf. Uh, sort of. He's from Dallas. This was in Austin. So he rented a car uh, to uh, for the weekend for us. Yeah. Um, it was good. We got to the hotel. Uh, the weekend was really fun. I didn't go to the convention because I went there for KillerCon, which is a, a horror author convention. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that as much as I would have anticipated and I don't want to say liked to do because I really did have a good time. Mm -hmm. But in hindsight, I really should have made a weekend for the convention, a weekend for hanging out with my friends because yeah. I didn't want to ditch them that much. Um, so as far as the convention goes, it, it was really great. Rath James White is my favorite author. Uh, I got to meet him. He signed like almost his entire bibliography for me. And he was just like, holy shit, do you really, is there anything of mine that you don't have? <laughs> uh, and I got to talk to him for a while. And that was really, really big deal for me. I really like that. Cool. Uh, met friends of the podcast, Lucas Mangum. Uh -huh. uh, so got to see him for a while. Matt Shaw nice. was there, got to see him. Um, that was good. He, uh, I won't show this on the air, but I'll show you off the air. He did the, he, remember he talked about the dead arm contest with Rat James White. Mm -hmm. uh, he did it. I think he got a concussion. Not not a joke. I think he got a concussion from getting hit in the arm. And I was talking to him about it, and he was like, he kind of grazed me, too. Like, if you watch the video, it hits him and slides off. Because mm -hmm. I was talking to him the next day, and he still had a headache. That's a concussion, bro. He yeah. got a concussion from getting hit in the arm. That's not a good thing. No. Um, I mean, concussions are never a good thing. No. Uh, Bruce, uh, when, at one point we were pulling into the hotel, and Bruce uh, and this older gentleman 
had like a duel because we parked and as somebody came in and parked immediately or no no we got in to drive away mm-hmm. to back up and as somebody parked right beside us and he immediately attempted to get out okay. and bruce is like what the fuck i'm trying to back up here that was joe lansdale uh who created happen leonard the very very popular series and tv show and everything so that was awesome and there was he had that little stare down or whatever <laughs> uh with a minor celebrity speaking of minor celebrities I sent you a text this week, and I was like, hey, remind me about uh, Jeffrey Daniel, Jeff Daniel Phillips. Yeah, this is me reminding you. Do you remember Jeff Daniel Phillips? Nope. Uh, 31, Lords of Salem, bearded guy that basically looks like Rob Zombie. Okay. Okay, so him. Uh, I saw like a little thing, on uh, screenshots from a Twitter thing, where this fan was at a convention this mm-hmm. w- over the weekend, uh, where he was at as well, and he tweeted him and E.G. Daly and a restaurant and basically said, hey, I was standing at this restaurant for like 45 minutes and these B-list celebrities come in and drop their name in these shitty movies that they've been in and they immediately get sat and I had to sit there for another half hour. So I had to wait for an hour and a half or whatever mm-hmm. to get my food because these assholes are here, right? Yeah. What's up, restaurant? So Jeffrey Daniel Phillips replied and said, hey, just so you know, this I used my C-list credibility to make reservations for the restaurants. <laughs> <laughs> and then the guy immediately was like, sorry, I was having a bad day when I sent that blah, blah, blah. I was like, <laughs> That's the perfect way to do it yeah. because you, you degraded yourself more mm-hmm. and then justified everything that you did Yes, and called him out. It was, it was incredible. I, I you couldn't have asked for a better response to that. Um, um, what else did we do? We, we did, uh, we ended up, I'd never done an escape room. Okay. Bruce, have you done one? I have not. I've wanted to. Uh, so uh, ben had Bruce and I had not, so we did one, and it was fun. We decided to do another one, try a different place. Uh, uh, the first one was just the three of us. Mm-hmm. Second one, did you uh, solve it? Uh, we did. We got out. Nice. So it was good. Uh, the second one we went to, and unfortunately, we were paired with a, a young couple. Okay. I don't say they were fine, but there's something about just knowing the people there. Yeah. Uh, That's so, why I've never gone, is because I've never had a group large enough that i'm like i could confidently say that we're not going to get paired with anybody yeah because that's what i want I um, don't. yeah the so the second one we went to uh i met the gentleman hello hello yep uh okay hi what's your name and she's like geisha and i'm like excuse me geisha and i said geisha and she said geisha and i was like okay let's roll with this <laughs> so we did the escape room uh and we got out Again. Okay. So that's two for two. Nice. Uh, and then we get out and Ben and Bruce were like, were you calling her Geisha the whole time? And I was like, that's what she said her name was. I even confirmed it with her. And they're like, her name was Daisha. It's like, so you're telling me the whole time I was basically just going, whore, go pick that up. Whore, go count those. Whore, go move that over there. And that's exactly what I did to that poor girl. That's great. But I feel like I gave her every opportunity to correct me. Sure. But to be honest, you set up the the thing. She did correct you twice, and you still were too stupid or hard of hearing to figure I, it out. Uh, that was the moment that I showed uh, Ben the uh, uh, Porto. Porto. Because <laughs> yeah. so, that's exactly what happened, is I totally got Portoed right there. <laughs> I was just like, I'm going with Porto. I'm going to stop asking for clarification, <laughs> and I'm just going to call you a whore. Um we did a third one at that point. Uh, <laughs> Wait, 
So you're there, you say. No, no, these were spread out. This was spread out. Sure, but three in a weekend is a lot. Four in a weekend. Three in a weekend is a lot. So we did this. But you said you were going to go there and do like a bucket list thing, like get a blowy or uh, or go skydiving. I don't mean to brag. I, I was the only one that did get some action this weekend. Oh. From the Middle Eastern TSA guy when we were flying back. Because I had no I'm idea. Sure, have he, you noticed that fat always comes up as bomb residue on those like scan your thing machine? No. Because I've never not got patted down. Really? They're like, it says you're made of nothing but bomb material. <laughs> so <laughs> I have to fondle you now. Yeah. No, I don't know. It, I, it took me a while to figure out what was happening because I, he was talking to me in a very, very hard time understanding what he was saying. Okay. okay. But I don't really care what he's saying. I'm just going to lift my hands and do whatever he tells me to. I don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's talking to me a very long time. And then I realized, like, because I'm thinking he's talking to me way longer than he did the guy before me. Oh, I'm one of the special people that get patted down and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he tells me everything he's going to do. And he they get in there, bro. Like, he's telling me, like, I'm going to use the back of my hands and go up into your thighs until I feel resistance and all this shit. Yeah. They get in there. Yeah. They do. Like I said, I've never not got patted down. <laughs> I'm telling the I wrong know. person. Yeah, <laughs> I know. Um, anyway, uh, so we decide uh, let's let's book another one for tomorrow after we do the one with whore. So uh, we did the one with whore, and then we're like, let's do another one. This is number three. This is going to be number three. And okay. they're like, all right, uh, we got one tomorrow morning. It's the hardest one that we have. Ten percent of people get out. Me and him both work here, and we couldn't get out. Okay. And we're like, do you guys want to try this? Sure. So we do it. Come back the next morning. Nobody else signed up. It's just the three of us. All right. Which so, for me is optimal situation. So simultaneously, we're really happy because I don't want that awkwardness mm-hmm. of calling somebody transvestite or something when that's not their name. Um, it was Danny. <laughs> Danny. <laughs> transvestite. Uh, so... But at the same time, they've also telling us, like, I don't know if this is a good idea for you three to try to do this. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Let's do it. It's, it's a, not like you stay locked in. I know. After an hour, you just come out and go, well, fuck that, I yeah. guess. So uh, it is a prison break. It's called prison break. Mm-hmm. And we start off in that you are locked in separate cells. So you are communicating back and forth with what you're seeing and you have to do stuff between the two. Okay. Uh, so automatically. So could it accommodate three people? I'm sorry? I mean, something like that where you have to do different stuff in different mm-hmm. cells. Yep. It might not be solvable with three people. Uh, it was because we fucking did it. Nice. Three of us. They were, they were impressed. They were, they were seriously like, "Are you the ones that did the three? Three of you guys did prison break, and we did." I was really impressed. I was proud did of they, myself. Did they take your picture and put it on a wall? I mean, they take everybody's picture, so that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Um, but I was really. Do proud they have of a website? I bet you're on that website right now. Probably. Um, but I, but all three of us were really proud of ourselves. It was awesome it was like the most tactile one Mm -hmm. meaning like there's times that you're physically doing things it's not just solving puzzles and things like you're physically uh making a rope to grab something to to pull it towards you like there's like there's a tunnel at one point that you have to slide down like this culvert pipe because you're escaping from prison right Mm -hmm. um you know you're crawling through uh the back of the prison walls where there's tubing and stuff like pipes mm-hmm. um and it was really awesome and i'm really proud of the three of us like we very much i feel like 
the three of us are ready to tackle any of them. Nice. Um, and it was great because we know each other too. Yeah. So we can be like, you're going down a rabbit hole. Shut the fuck up. Let's look at this yeah. With, without anybody getting upset. That's things that you couldn't do. And that's what happened with our last one. We, they, we came out and they were like, Hey, uh, I know you guys are getting ready to leave. You guys are going to fly back and you guys are going out of town. But if you want to do another one, if you just leave us a review, we'll give you a free run. All right. So we were like, uh, yeah, let's skip lunch and we'll eat at the airport and let's do this. All right, then. So we did another one and uh, from, it wasn't nearly as fun. We ended up getting grouped up with four other people mm-hmm. um, and they were all fine. This is nothing against any of those people, yeah. but you're also dividing the, you're, you're adding four more people that get to do the stuff that I want to do. Yeah. So that's, and also that's kind of why I don't want to do it with strangers. Cause like, what if them, what if, what if one of them takes the leadership role? That's the role that I want, but I know that I'm a beta. So yep. if someone else takes the leadership role, I'm just going to be like, all right, dude, let's do this. Yeah. So that one wasn't nearly as good, but uh, I feel really good. And I feel like I definitely want to be doing more. But I also feel like I was spoiled based off that prison break one because mm-hmm. uh, it really was pretty awesome, man. Like it's literally a prison cell. Like you're you're doing stuff with the toilets between the two and stuff we like that. We have like three or four in town. But yeah. They each have like three or four different things. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I've definitely been looking up. into that. We should uh, we should do that on one of our game nights or our poker nights. Sure. Like, we'll do that as the thing, and then we'll all come over here. We should work out more do details th- on the air. Do the thing, then go to Taco Bell, and then come back and I like poker. this idea. Yes. Mm. All right. We're, let's start talking dates and times. All on, right. On Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, the, the complaint that I have about the weekend regarding Bruce is that every fucking thing that he wanted to do, like he was supposed to be playing on this weekend, and it was all based around food. Like Austin is like this hipster place. Mm-hmm. So he took us to like, he was taking us to restaurants that I literally couldn't pronounce any of the names and shit yeah. of the food. He ended up taking us to this place uh, that uh, Ben and I had no idea what was going on. Bruce is all excited because he could get cherry jam on his turkey sandwich. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, Ben and I end up sharing starters. Like I got a four, four biscuits that are about one and a half inch by one and a half inch okay. with a cup of p- p- pimento cheese mm-hmm. and a cup of, uh, bacon jam. Okay. And he got French fries and we split that for our meal for like $15 a piece. Like definitely hipster. But you are the kind of person who just wants to go to a chain. You want to go to the same chain, no matter where you are. Uh, I did insist that we go to Fuddruckers, for the record. Um, but no, it was fine. Like, he took us to this one place that was really awesome. It was like this Texas barbecue thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it looked like the zoo that we have in town. Yeah. Uh, like, everything was like split rail fencing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And it was huge. And it was awesome. That's cool. uh, so he he nailed it with that one. Um, we went to the gas station from the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Awesome. Uh, so that was something I can say that I've done. Because <laughs> it's an old shitty gas station uh, <laughs> that they've turned into a shitty barbecue place that we didn't eat at. Uh, and shitty uh, barbecue place might be best place to eat barbecue. Um, that's true. Uh, but this, that was definitely not what they were ho- hanging their hat on. It wasn't yeah. like come eat our barbecue. It's come because we were in Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes. Yeah. But they don't even advertise it that well. Like if I'm I ever f- driving by a place and I see a 55 gallon drum split in half, with fire inside of it, I'm eating there. Yeah, um, it's not always good, but I I know that they're doing it because they love it. 
it's, it's a passion yeah. that brought them to that. They don't have like the smoke of fire 3000. Yeah. Uh, like inside it was, they just had a bunch of horror memorabilia and stuff, which was cool. And I bought something really just to support what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I do feel like they need, cause you're driving by and it's just called the gas station. They need to have like a statue of Leatherface or something like they need to be telling people because anybody driving by, it doesn't look like anything. It looks like maybe a beer or a cigarette place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, They need to be putting it out in the forefront because there's people driving by on that road that would stop at some weird anomaly uh, uh, highway tourist trap. Mm -hmm. But they're not telling anybody. The biggest ball of yarn. But that's not what they're telling people they are. Yeah. So it's bizarre. Um at the convention, I did manage to do what you wanted me to. All right. I got your copy of The Weird to Matt Shaw. He got a copy for you. He signed it. Let me look at the signature here. What's it say, Justin? Justin, I was going to do a cool message, but you're probably too lazy to, too lazy to read it. Cunt. <laughs> <laughs> so, he sends his regards. That was pretty perfect. Yeah. Um, we Did you ask him if he listened? No, I didn't. I didn't. I would be interested. Uh, yeah, because you Cause, shit on him. Because you were a fanboy and I wasn't. Pretty good. Uh, was I a fanboy or was I just respectful? I wasn't. Are you <laughs> disrespectful to some? Like, I wasn't telling him he was shit to his face. No. And I wasn't telling him that he was. I wasn't saying that he was no, shit. No, that's that's. I fair. said no. You're right. I don't I'm like not, this thing that he made. Yeah, I'm not disagreeing. I was just making you trying to do that. Uh, the other thing that that Bruce nailed. Mm-hmm. This is. I need you to talk through this. Okay. Um, because obviously they're not going to be seeing this. This is a video, so tap it and then hit play. This is the other thing that Bruce suggested, and he nailed because we would have never have done this on our own. What are we looking at? Uh, trying to load. Okay. A bunch of buildings and uh, this is lake, a video on my and phone. This is like a big. But oh, is this the Bat Cruise? Is this the Austin Bat Cruise? It's bats. Yeah. So we're on a bridge, and there's don't call me on the number, but at least yeah. a million bats. It's it's the world's largest like it's an urban uh, bat colony. Bat, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, um, so I used to watch uh, a show called The Atheist Experience. Uh, Back when I was real gung ho into my atheism, uh, and they have an organization called uh, the ACA, and one of the, their things that they did every year was go on a bat cruise mm-hmm. through the uh, the cave and everything. So, yeah, yeah. So there's you're on. Uh, we we were on the bridge. There's people on kayaks and boats and stuff underneath us, mm-hmm. and then just like a million bats right at sunset just pour out, and you look out at the horizon and it just looks like smoke billowing as they're following each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you can just smell them, you know, the, the grimy shit smell, the guano, uh, as they're, as they're going, where did you learn the word guano? East Ventura too. Uh, that's what Bruce and Ben said. I learned it from Carmen San Diego, the video game, they're the computer game. Okay. Uh, that was the defining moment in my Gum life. For guano. She's dead now. Who is the, the lady who was like gumshoes. Here's your mission. Blah 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 blah. What, am I am I envisioning like a a fifty year old black lady? Yes. Is that who I'm talking? Mm-hmm. Okay. 
I had not thought about that woman forever, and then I was just trying to envision myself watching it, and that's who I was envisioning. Yep. She and died, she's dead huh? Now. Hmm. She sad. died like a decade ago, I think. That's sad. Like that. That's sad. Yeah. Um, the convention, I also got to meet Brian Keene, who we've talked about the podcast, the guy that got burned mm-hmm. and does all the charity work and everything. Um, yeah, it was really good. We, uh, we did go uh, out at a couple points. Uh, we went to the equivalent of like uh, Bourbon Street in Austin, mm-hmm. um, which was really fun in that on a Thursday or a Friday night, like they just closed down these huge sections of the street because there's just tons of people walking. There's like cops on horseback and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, we went to we stopped at a couple bars as we're going. And I'm like, I'm not paying nine dollars for a drink. I'm not paying nine dollars for a drink. Fuck you guys. Yeah. Uh, we found a ping pong bar, which Ben was really into. Was ping pong or beer pong? Ping pong. Okay. Uh, like they had the two, exactly the guys that you would imagine being really, really, really into ping pong. Uh, an Asian guy? No. They were both white. But, no. uh, Swedish? Just the, 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 they would be at the bottom of your cool totem pole, mm-hmm. right? Uh, they were like the, the house uh, sharps sharps not sharks yes uh to where like they kept having people line up with them to trying to get a point on them and just like all of the drunk people just kept going ben was going to rent a table fifty dollars an hour to play ping pong we didn't do that Hmm. uh we ended up finding and this is where we stayed was like this kind of rockabilly horror themed bar okay that's cool and we settled in there like the music was way quieter than anywhere else uh the drinks were cheaper and i ended up drinking there um and just kind of played pool until super late, and it was super cool. We ended up going back the next day. That's awesome. Um, we left at like 3 a.m. to walk to our car, and Ben was able to drunkenly conjure up donuts. He said, you know what I really want is a donut, and Bruce was like, boom, right here there's a Voodoo Donuts place. Nice. Uh, which apparently is like a huge deal. Voodoo Donuts yeah. are supposed to be a big thing. Uh, so drunk Ben and drunk Russ – argued in the donut place because he wanted to buy a dozen donuts and i was telling him to just buy a donut mm-hmm. uh and he kind of turned into a douchebag and reminded me that i owed him 30 dollars. so i gave him his money and i was like fuck you i'm taking one of your donuts right now so i had a captain crunch donut walking nice. down the street in the Did you give me donuts with bacon on them uh no because he was he said give me whatever you want and then they gave him his Wait, sh- their you shit started this whole story with i'm on keto oh that ended immediately <laughs> That ended so immediately. All the alcohol and all the voodoo donuts. It had died before that. Yeah. Okay. It had died before that, for sure. It died immediately. Our very first hipster place that the Bruce took us, mm-hmm. it was dead. His okay. keto thing was dead. Um, so I'm sure I'm forgetting a lot of little things in there, but but my point is, is we really did have a good time, and uh, um, yeah, I really should have split it up, because I didn't spend as much time at the con as I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um but I still had a good time with uh, Ben and Bruce. Cool. Yeah. Uh, we w- we went to uh, the Texas uh, University's Art Museum. Okay. On move-in day. <laughs> so that kind of sucked in that we were the exact age that should not have been on a college mm-hmm. campus. Like <laughs> You guys were there to drop people off. <laughs> no, I don't think we were. Because we, we're too – if we pushed it, we could have been parents. But we're really too young to be any parents, and we're definitely too old to be college freshmen. Yeah. So we just look like creepers walking around. You were Matthew McConaughey. 
a much less attractive Matthew McConaughey, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good. Um, should we probably get to these movies at some point? Yeah. Um, trick or treat. Trick or treat. Trick or treat. Uh, a, a rock guy who wants to play uh, his high school is told he can't. So then he may or may not have killed himself. Uh, and then he comes back to take revenge. Ish. Also, there's a kid who like had summoned him. Sort of. Kind of a Dylan Klebold kind of kid. I don't think he's that bad. He definitely starts off that bad. Think so? Yeah, he's like, yeah. What's the other kid's name? From the Columbine? Yeah. I don't remember. I remember that one too, but I don't know if it's just because you put it in my head. I don't like that I even know one of their names. <laughs> Doesn't that kind of suck? I mean, you know Hitler's name? Uh, I do. He killed a bunch of people. He did. No, I, feel I sad. don't remember the name of the, the kid who just uh, killed those people at the Madden tournament. What? I don't know about this. You didn't hear about this? No. Okay. Current events. Uh, there is there was a Madden, that was enough movie talk. There was a Madden player uh, who had been eliminated from the tournament. Video game, yes. Okay. Uh, football, video game football. Uh, he was eliminated from the tournament. Went and got uh, his guns. Came back uh, and killed uh, two people and uh, wounded nine, I believe. So and then killed himself. <sighs> So, okay, the, <clears throat> the whole event was live-streamed, so this happened on the internet. But here's the thing. What, what Was there video? Or uh, just, like, people playing the game was live-streamed? So I, I, so I watched the video. What? And there's, it's, it doesn't happen on... Okay, let me, let me walk through it. So the, the, it's just the, the gameplay and commentators talking, right? For, like, the beginning... And then you go to little picture-in-picture picture of the two players. You're saying commenters is people that made the video telling you what's going on? Or commenters is No, so commenters live. Because this is this is a live stream thing. So the people commenting, the, the commentators of the match. Watching the video game. Yes. Okay. They're, they're commenting. Yeah, because this is, this is one of four nationwide events. To challenge. Okay, crown so this isn't, just, this isn't just you and your friends playing. This is no. a big deal. Yeah, this is a huge deal. Okay. Relatively speaking, as far as... I know what you mean. Yeah. So, it's just the gameplay footage. Um, One person scores. So, there's like a little bit of downtime between them scoring and the kickoff, which is lull. So, then they put the little picture-in-picture of the two people playing there. And right before... Luckily, they cut away before um, the shooting starts. But right before they cut away, you can see the red dot sight on the guy's chest. And then you just hear screaming and um, awfulness. So they were obviously all in the same place playing? Yes, they were, so in, this is, they were in like a mall in So this is the Florida. wizard. this is the wizard? Sure, yes. Okay. But in a mall in Jacksonville, Sure, Florida. sure. I'm just trying to figure out what, yeah. like... I understand you're so removed from the scene, from the whole... Yeah, I mean, video game in my mind, I would have assumed thing. that this was these people sitting in their rooms themselves yeah. playing. But if this is a big thing, it's it's big oh. enough that it justifies flying people to the same place. 
like right. the wizard because okay. the the guy was um, for Baltimore. Um, he legally purchased both um, weapons in, Mar- in the state of Maryland um, and took them with him to Jacksonville. So this had to have been his plan if he lost, right? I don't know. Uh, so he he'd previously won in. 2016 or 2017 he'd won a pretty major tournament um so he was kind of in the scene so there's people out here that was following this guy that was rooting for this guy you'd have to presume right potentially yeah i mean if he's one of the top x number of players routinely he's got to have fans yeah oh my goodness yeah so not that that makes him more mentally stable or less likely to do it i'm more i'm saying i'm more sympathetic to those people yeah. Can you imagine if you're a Michael Jordan fan and then all of a sudden he started shooting his people when he lost? Yeah. And I have nothing to, I have no, nobody knows. There's no, hasn't been like anything established if it had anything to do with his losing or what. I was just saying the facts like he lost in the tournament, left, and then came back. Um, but yeah, like knowing that the, one of the people playing was one of the two people. That died. I don't know. I maybe both of them. I but I know for sure the one guy. Um, and then like, because it's like a video. It was on Twitter, and I'm reading this article, and they embed the the tweet. So I'm watching the video there, and I go through it and listen to it, and it's awful. Um, and it like I can't, I can't. It was do one that of those things stuff, like I, I I knew they weren't going to show anything because Twitter would have taken that down. Yeah. That's uh, what I thought about my under arrest show. God damn it! I have Canadian, an update to that, by the way. Um, but yeah, so like, and it really like affected me. And then I go back to reading the article, and it says you can see the red dot sign on his, on his chest right before. And I go back and I watch it, and it's like they literally cut away from uh, it's you know gameplay, gameplay with picture in picture. It cuts away and like half a second to a second later is when you start hearing the have you ever heard real gunshots like uh, i saw the video of the eagles of death metal thing okay you know what i'm talking about nope uh do you know eagles of death metal it's a band so there's a band and they were playing i don't want to say the country because i'm gonna get it wrong but mm-hmm. they were playing and a gunman came in and started shooting people up yeah uh, and you can't see anything, but you watch the band, like the video is of the band, which which you'd be recording at a concert, yeah. and you hear the sound, which doesn't sound, I think it this is where like you're going. It doesn't sound like a uh, what we would say is a gunshot, right. because we don't know guns, we know TV guns, right? Yeah. Uh, so you see the band react, and some of them keep playing longer than others until they put together what's going on, and mm-hmm. then the band gets out of there. But yeah, it doesn't sound real. Yeah, and that's like, uh, and you just hear people yelling like uh what i get shot with what i get shot with and um just people like where is he where is he where did he go who did this and it's like awful and i don't know it like affected me i'm with you uh you remember me talking about the uh the story that i don't want to repeat about the baby in england yeah that was killed so uh motherfucker matt shaw took that story and turned it into a short story which was a killer con exclusive Mm -hmm. that he sold and did a reading of there and like it fucking bothered me to begin with did you go to the reading i didn't go to the reading but i bought a copy of the thing 
and like i don't even know if i'm ever gonna fucking read it because mm-hmm. and i was telling him that that it messes me up man like i don't know it's yeah. it's real yeah <sighs> trick or treat <laughs> okay so i don't have much for this fucking movie either i'm glad that we've talked for an hour so far yeah here's what i have oh my fucking god ozzy osbourne's hair uh he looks like a completely different person yes it is insane yes. how much he looks like a completely different person. How much just, he looks like the character he's playing. Yes. How much he just looks like a dumb, stupid preacher. Yes. Who wants to be on local television. And he does a great job. He does shit. a good job. Yes. Also, like, uh, when you when you look at this with perspective, why did why did anybody agree to do this? Like, Gene Simmons and Ozzy Osbourne did this, but it's like. All the sh- like all the shit that was happening around this time with Tipper Gore and all that stuff, this plays right into it. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It's right, about so it's about backwards records actually summoning. Yes, like, that's the, the thing dead. that I don't understand. Okay, so, so going through this because it doesn't sound like we're going to go through play by play on this movie. Right. The premise of the movie is a uh, huge rock star dies or kills himself right before being able to play where he's an alumni. Mm-hmm. Uh, misfit in high school ends up discovering backmasking on the only copy of the record that exists given to him by Gene Simmons, who's a local radio station yeah. uh, uh, DJ. Nuke. Then this dead rock star starts being able to be summoned and a demon and starts killing people mm-hmm. and being evil, right? Yeah. So here's the thing. This and there's at the beginning there's a big controversy if this guy should be allowed to play because he's evil and things right. And ultimately, he he gets told he can't play. He can't play because you're evil. Here's the thing: the whole point of Ozzy Osbourne and Gene Simmons in real life is they're saying this isn't evil. We're not yeah. devil worshiping. This is for fun, right? Yeah. But the movie totally says that they're devil worshippers and it will. <laughs> turn you into satan yeah what is the point this movie that there actually are backwards messages on yes. those parents should definitely be afraid because they're gonna summon a fucking demon this movie is propaganda and it's yeah. supposed to be like this rock star awesome kick-ass thing starring gene simmons mm-hmm. and ozzy osbourne what are they they just did themselves a disservice did they not know this is what it was going to be i wonder if because d snyder's in the movie like via poster yes i wonder if they asked him and he was like no fucking way because d smart d snyder's a pretty smart guy i was gonna say he seems like the smartest of all of them for sure yeah uh because gene simmons i mean he'll do anything for money it seems like exactly um and ozzy osbourne I don't know how much of a brain he hasn't. No, I feel like he's a, worn a away dog on a, on a leash that gets led around, told yeah. to do things. Uh, I can't understand why this movie, like the message that it gives is the exact opposite of what you think it would be trying to do. Mm-hmm. It does. It's it's propaganda for the wrong side. Yes. I bet you they made it thinking it was going to be propaganda for the other side. It is not at all. It is not at all. No. They, they lost perspective completely. Yes. I mean, I think the story in theory is better this way that it is real and you can conjure the devil. Mm-hmm. But especially in this time frame when there's legitimate debate about if it's Knights in Satan's circle. Yeah. That's the wrong movie to make. What is the point? I don't understand. Yeah. Knights in Satan's service. Service? I'm sorry. Did I say certain circle? You said circle. <laughs> it starts with a C. That would be kiss. 
That's going to be my cover band. Kisk. Yeah, yeah. Kisk. Uh, yeah. Did you see the boom mic? No, I missed it. Uh, you know, I wasn't really paying attention. Yeah, when her boyfriend comes over as Rambo, that real skinny, dumb-looking guy. Okay. Uh, he the boom mic comes in. The boom mic's the star of that of that scene. Uh, in couple, my opinion, a couple random things. So first of all, the composer for this is also for, also Christopher Young, who did Hellraiser and Tales from the Hood. So I was okay. like, I think it's hilarious. Like this legit composer that does something like Hellraiser is like. Sign me up for Tales from the Hood, which is filled with rap, and Trick or Treat, which is filled with metal. Like, it's bizarre. Yeah. Um, there's a very homoerotic shower scene mm-hmm. towards the beginning yeah. uh, where there is, like, uh, an almost naked, presumably teenage boy, like, laying seductively on top of the lockers. Right. And then they kick out a naked kid. Yeah. It's homoerotic, yeah. as I described before. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't remember the kid's name, but at one point I had to rewind it because I thought they were, somebody was just yelling, White Power! Yes. White Power! Yes, I thought they kept calling him White Power. But I don't, whatever his it's name like was. It's like Kleinhauer or something. <laughs> yeah, that's, let's, let's run with Kleinhauer. Yeah, but I really like kept hearing White Power yes, the whole time. The, the main bully, he always calls him White Power. <laughs> I, in, my, in my head, that's, that's all I heard. Uh, and then, good. Uh, so at one point, a a a woman, a girl, listens to the tape, and uh, she gets undressed by magic, but uh, the magic couldn't get her bra, so she had to do that herself. Yeah. Uh, I I wanted to see more of the monster and the demon. Like we get that sex scene with the monster and the demon. It's just like it's in there for like four seconds. Why do we not? And get it's on more the cover of, of the DVD. Yeah, why mean, do we not get more of that? Like that would have made it a better movie. If there was more monsters, demons, and things sure, like yeah. that, and less walking around high school, yeah. Um, finally, Sammy Carr uh, is completely rejuvenated, right? Uh, Which isn't like it's like two thirds of the way into the movie before he comes back. Uh, so he's back, and his performance was Ben Stiller in Heavyweights. It, like it you know how Ben awful. Stiller in Heavyweights is like all sweaty and he's like throwing glass on the floor and stepping on it and trying to be a badass, but he's kind of crazy. Yeah. That was Sammy Carr in this movie. Uh, also, he did not know the words to the songs he was lip syncing. It was the worst lip syncing. It was awful. I and when he actually knew the words, he had no like je ne sais quoi, no power behind it. Like he was just mouthing the words and that's yeah. it. I still will go down and say in Remake Me History, the award for best lip syncing is in Hell Goes to Frogtown 2, or Hell Comes to Frogtown 2. I don't know exactly what you're talking about, but okay. There was the whole rock scene with the with the frog band. Like, oh, We're yeah. meaner. We're greener. Yeah. Talking TV dinner. Do, 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 do. Meaner. Greener. You have too much TV of that in your brain. Talking TV dinner. I don't know exactly what the words were, but it's along those lines, and that's the rhythm. <laughs> I'm going to make an award and send that to uh, Scott Shaw. Is that his name? The director? Scott Shaw? The guy who doesn't write his movies. Uh, Yeah. Uh, Trick or Treat. Pretty disappointing as far as an 80s thought was going to be monster, thought it was going to be crazy movie. Yeah. Uh, Anything else to add or does that pretty well summarize it? uh, It sucks. It doesn't suck as bad as Trick or Treat. What? I like trick or treat. I, I, 
it's not as bad. It's okay. I don't know. You're in, it's you're that crazy. it's that it's that in between where it's like competently made but like not good, but not like we know it's not good. Oh, I disagree. I didn't watch it. It's been a while since I watched this. This is a few weeks now. Uh before we go there. Okay. Uh under arrest update with my Netflix show. Okay. Uh watching it awesome episode tons of drunk people first segment of the next episode woman hangs herself in an apartment did they show it uh they showed her hair they showed her feet hanging and then they showed a blurry full body shot from like the entryway mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and i didn't cover for your sneeze at all i just let it happen <laughs> You pointed your mouth like, hey, this is going to happen. I was like, cool, I'm going to watch. I sneeze from my mouth. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it was very sobering for like that whole episode. We, My wife and I were just like, we just watched. Why did they show us that? It's called Under Arrest. And they See if Parking Wars is back on. Us if it's this. on Netflix. Watch some Parking Wars. It was so depressing. Like there's there's no recourse from that. Like it's a suicide. It's horrible. I don't want to see that. Yeah. Oh, trick or treat synopsis. Uh, it's sort of an anthology movie uh, that all takes place on Halloween night in some town, uh, and it goes between different people in the town and tells stories about them, basically. Nice. Uh, Was it? I don't think it was. Yeah, it wasn't very good. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're not as into it as I am. This movie feels to me like Halloween. Like like the movie or the, the holiday? The holiday, Halloween. Okay. This feels like Halloween to me. Like when I think about what Halloween is, this movie exudes that. Like I feel like I, w- I can smell leaves and, and stuff when I'm watching this movie. Okay. And I, and I really enjoy it. Uh, I think the opening scene is boring and bad and i think it put me on the wrong foot for the rest of it because it's not the opening terrible. scene the opening scene probably is the worst part of this movie because the rest of it isn't terrible but i feel like i hated the movie already at that point sure i was not gonna let up i think the opening scene probably is the worst part of the yeah. movie uh, i think the, then he like he like kills her with a light or something you can't see what it is at the end you find out that it's a like a broken lollipop yep but you know that has no significance and the only reason it exists is so that you can see the wraparound at the end uh, I'm not disagreeing with that, um, but I think that the rest of the segments are solid enough, and the acting is great. The it's shot completely competently, uh, and it looks good. I really have a lot of fun with Trick or Treat. Um, our first segment. What's our first segment? We get the uh, Augustus Glute puking from eating too much chocolate. Yeah. Um, and his. Or did he eat a razor blade? Excuse me. I'm sorry, yes, he, he ate a razor blade. Yeah, because he's just puking up blood. Yep, and you get, uh, is this, in my head, for some reason, this guy's a teacher? Is he a teacher? He's in a principal. It's a principal, there we go. Uh, and he totally just fucking kills this kid mm-hmm. and is attempting to bury him while he's dealing with his own kid, like, screaming outside, mm-hmm. and Brian Cox, like, poking his head around the, the fence, asking him what's going on. Yeah. Uh, and I think it's fun. Like, it's this adult trying to kill this kid in a horrific way, mm-hmm. which is fun to me. Uh, like he's bashing him in the head as he's trying to wake up. But isn't his head already gone? Okay, because the end, spoiler alert, the jack-o'-lantern that the kid wants him to help with the eyes is the kid's head. 
His son wants to help him with the jack-o'-lantern, which is the kid's head. But he doesn't bring the head in with him. You see his hands. He's got a knife in one hand and the, his son's head in the other. Like he's like Don't try to ruin him this on the me. head. Don't try to ruin this for me. So where did the, when did the head get to the basement? I don't know. Okay. I don't have answers. Like I'm not trying I'm not trying to be like that asshole who's like, well, if they were perfectly logical, they would make this decision. Yeah. I'm like the movie set rules and it disobeyed those like didn't Yeah. I never put any thought into that to be completely honest cuz like I said for me this is just a fun Halloween thing. Mm-hmm. Um we get Anna Packin. Paquin. Paquin. Uh who's so cute, right? Sure. Yeah, she's so cute. Uh, I feel like she she was cutest in uh, X Men. I don't remember that. Uh, she was rogue. Yeah. Uh, so she's going out, and very much her her and her friends are talking about how she's going to have her first time. Right? She's very nervous about her first time. Uh, I love the segment in which she sees this guy that kind of looks kind of hot, and she's going to go up to him. And turns around, and it's just a buff chick. So she has to turn around and and do the walk of shame away from this. Buff I don't woman. think you know what the walk of shame is. Uh, it's not. You know what I mean. <laughs> uh, um, and it turns out they're all fucking werewolves. Yeah. Uh, and I think the werewolves look great. So I think the uh, I think the anticipation leading up to this is set up well. This scene takes place over the entire movie. Mm-hmm. Um, they do the I I know what you did last summer thing, of a woman gets stalked through an alley comes to a parade like safety and like doesn't like take advantage of it and gets killed anyway so we see her killer is the guy with the like the weird like italian it's almost like a yeah it's almost like a phantom of the opera mask sure but it's like covers his eyes and like not his mouth yeah um like a phantom of the opera but Phantom of the Opera Mask is one half. This was full. I know. It's two Phantom of the Opera Masks. <laughs> okay. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, if it is, if mm-hmm. it is a f- a double Phantom of the Opera Mask all the way, then yes. Got it. Okay. Uh, and so Anna Paquin runs into him, and you think, well, Anna Paquin's dead. Except, like you fucking know, oh, this is what's going to happen. Is the opposite. Is she's going to kill him. Guess what? She does, and because she's a werewolf. That's true. Uh, my favorite segment is next. Okay. Which is little kids on a bus. Yep. So this is a story in which the entire town has their troubled youth that they don't want to deal with, uh, or their handicap youth. So they bribe the bus driver to take the kids out, plunge them off of the quarry, and let them sink to the bottom. Mm-hmm. And if nothing else. The, they did a great job with the masks for these kids. Like, I feel like this movie does a great job with Sam, who we'll talk about in a little bit, and these kids of creating, they're not icon. Sam's is close, closer, definitely. But uh, like like you've heard Matt Groening's, Groening, Groening. Groening's rule uh, about like you have to recognize them in silhouette. Mm-hmm. And they follow that rule with all of these kids and Sam with this movie. They well, do a really I, good job. The thing about the kids is they're distinct outfits, but they're shitty. Yes. Because the parents didn't care. Yes. 
because they knew the kids would be excited because the yes. kids would just be excited about Halloween and and their uh that's all they they they're just happy to be a vampire or whatever yeah uh you know whose dick i haven't sucked lately whose is that ryan gosling's okay uh i've talked about his band a bunch before yes uh dead man's bones uh the cover of their cd and they did concerts and the kids are all wearing halloween costumes and it's the same thing, probably both because that's the look they're going for, and for licensing purposes, they couldn't dress like Iron Man. Sure. So they're wearing kind of shittier old school costumes, mm-hmm. and it's awesome. Okay. Mm-hmm. There you go, Ryan Gosling. I have no touchstone for that. He's a good actor. Watch the nice guys. He's good at that. Okay. Uh, where are we at? So, comes off the bus, kids come back, get bus driver, right? Yeah, but that's the flashback within the greater story, which is these uh, these three kids pick up another kid, and then they pick up the local special girl, just because she has carved a bunch of, of jack-o'-lanterns and they feel like they're stuck with her now. And so they mistreat her because they're terrible kids. Uh, yeah. It turns out the whole thing was just a trick on her. Because they're really, really, really asshole kids. Kids can be douchebags. Yeah. No, uh, kids are douchebags. Uh, then we get Brian Cox. Who is Brian Cox playing a drunk bastard? Mm-hmm. Uh, and Sam... Who's our character that you've seen throughout the whole movie? Yep, he's always on the sidelines doing something. Uh, shows up and he goes after he's him. The guy on the the cover of the DVD. Yes, uh, and it's like a cat and mouse game with, with Brian Cox and Sam, mm-hmm. um, because he needs to hand out candy and follow, the Samhain rules. I don't know. I think that his face looked bad. What? You're crazy. I didn't like. I liked his look with the sack on. You're insane. When they took the sack off, I thought it looked bad. No, you're insane. You think that haircut looks good, but Sam looked bad. You're crazy. My hair? <laughs> this is me bad at adulting again. <laughs> I would have to plan and take time out of my time of not watching. I would have to not watch YouTube. I have a for twenty minutes. I have, and get this thing cut. I have a commute. Uh, so when I need a haircut, I'll spend a week, like, I know it's a half hour until I get to, I pass a great clips. Mm-hmm. So I'll look on my phone and if it's more than 15 minutes for me to sign in online, I won't do it. Even though I have a half hour drive. Cause I want to get there and have been there f- the first person in line for like 10 minutes before, before I'll actually go do it. Okay. Uh, I, speaking of, I did. Like, I think it was Tuesday, Monday, Tuesday. I checked in at my local Great Clips online and uh, on my way home. And they said it was going to be a 35-minute wait. And I said, fuck that. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I don't but you're, half, I don't, you're, I don't you're 30 minutes now. away. I was five minutes away. Yeah, not going to happen. What did we do before the internet, man? Uh, Sat and waited for haircuts to, like monsters? I had monsters? to call a person... To bring me pizza. It was the worst. <laughs> oh, my God. I remember going over to a friend's house 
like right after this was a couple years after high school like it was his first place and going over there and hanging out because it's like oh you know we haven't we haven't hung out in a while so let's hang out and he's like hey you want to order some pizza and i was like sure and he gets on his computer and fucking orders pizza and i was like what uh and i had no idea and that was papa john's which apparently was the only place that delivered because Papa. I don't John like sucks. Papa John's, bro. Yeah, they're gross. Also, the Papa John is an asshole. But he's not there anymore, right? Um, he like, he Papa John's keeps like saying, "Hey, Papa John, go away from us." Yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah, he's uh, a dick. But I found out recently, Pizza Hut was the first ever website that you could like put credit card info into. Really. Yeah, and like buy something on the internet. Hmm. Good for Pizza Hut. Yeah. Not a fan of Pizza Hut. They are my go-to place to get pizza delivered. Gross. I don't think they're the best pizza place in town. It's they're too my greasy. Uh, it's are not we as greasy as Papa John's. No, Papa John's sauce is like sweet. It's like they put sugar in their sauce. Yeah, they have Gross. a more of a New York style. <sighs> I can't sauce. do it. Can't do it. Um. Yeah, uh, I don't know how we started talking about this. I'm sorry. Also, the pizza you get, I think, is greasier than Pizza Hut, your local chain. I mean, I get it; it's local, and it's oh, easy. I did that. If you remember, I did that once, and I was like, "They changed owners. This is not the same thing." Okay. So keep that in mind. That uh-huh. was not Russ endorsed. Okay. Um, are we missing anything from Trick or Treat? I know we didn't get into details. I feel like it's charming, and it feels like uh, a. 2010 Halloween to me. It's it's probably better than I say it is, but those excuse me those first few minutes are real bad. I, I get it. You could like almost you get yourself into emotion, like you get yourself on a a, a thought, and you just mm-hmm. want to reaffirm whatever you think. Yeah. Granted, if the rest of the movie had been that, it would have been awful. Instead, yeah, I, it's just I just think it's not good. Sure. Uh, I disagree. Um, did I talk to you about my sleep study with my son? The sleep study with my son. Uh. Uh-uh. So. Uh, a couple weeks ago, we had to do a sleep study with my son, which was fucking hell. So he's five and has sensory issues as it is. Okay. And he's been having a ton of sleeping issues. Uh, and you actually heard him on the recording here a minute ago. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he, uh, so we had to do a sleep study and uh, like I had to make a point to make sure that my wife and I could arrange to take care of, somebody could take care of my older son so we could both be there mm-hmm. because we knew it was going to be hell. And it was, it was rough, man. Like. He's upset because he's got to have all these electrodes and shit all over him. And they wrap his head with like a mummy and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we ended up making it happen. Uh, and he got the results. And he doesn't have sleep apnea because they were worried he had sleep apnea as a five-year-old. Um, but they think they just need to pull his tonsils and his adenoids. So oh. I get to look forward to that yeah. here soon. We did that with my older son. And it sort of sucked. You can make or, No, it didn't. It was scary as a, as a parent. Mm-hmm. But he was fine. So that's what I meant by it sucked. You can make one of those uh, David after Dennis videos that everyone loves. Oh, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. Um, We have one of those for him. I don't remember if it's for that, Mm -hmm. but where he's like sitting there drunk, falling asleep. Uh, He's not drunk. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, I should try to find that. That was a good one. Um, But I'm not looking forward to that. At one point... I moved for work and I was separated from my wife and oldest son for six months or so. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, my s- oldest son had to be 
for lack of a better term, recircumcised. I'm sure that's not the right term, but like a tiny little portion had grown back. Like it healed together. Didn't even know that was a thing. Uh, so it's a happen. thing. So a tiny little portion healed back together, right? So they basically just had to take a little scalpel and be like, Nick, and be done with it. But they're not going to do that when he's awake as a two-year-old. Yeah. So I'm 12 hours, 800 miles away Yeah. or whatever. And my wife thinks she's just being sweet because it looks cute and she sends me a picture of my two-year-old in the hospital gown before this the procedure mm-hmm. and i never felt like a bigger a worse dad like i felt like such a piece of shit mm-hmm. it sucked but everything you were doing was for your family i can know that cognitively yeah. right in the moment but, nothing but helps. every movie that you see even if it's not a movie everybody that you talk to that's like my dad fucked me up because he was never around and he only cared about his work yeah like they really thought that they were doing it for their family too, yeah. you know? Uh, and granted what I just said was to assuage you in this very moment. Yeah. So but it doesn't, yeah, it doesn't always mean that it's the best for the family. Yeah, exactly. So. I, had, I had to have that conversation with a friend when he had a, um, he had a kid and uh, he had like basically opportunities at work that were meant long hours and everything but like he said like that's what his dad had done and that's what he wants to do and i uh he you know do everything he can to provide for his family and i kind of had to sit him down and be like money isn't everything you also need to provide your time and your being there and they are equally if not more important those latter bits um that was that was a fun night. Yeah, uh, being a parent is fucking hard, dude. Yeah, I'm probably amazing at it. I just don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you're and you're modest. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about next week. Next week. Next week. First thing, you ready? Yep. Uh, this looks long. I'm gonna make you read. A Game of Thrones book or something. Do you, have you been keeping up on my? Because I joined Goodreads because I got a Kindle Paperwhite. By the way, this is a book he handed me. Just mm-hmm. so you know, why I'm talking about this now. Solid hundred, three hundred page book. Oh. we're not reading it, bro. Oh, thank fucking Christ! No, I wouldn't do that to you in a week. Ugh. Like, <laughs> I, have you been keeping up with my progress? No, because. Like, I get a fucking email every day, like, here's the 12 books that this guy read, and here's the 12 <laughs> books that Russ read in three days. Like, how the fuck do you do that? I updated, I was very proud to update that I went from uh, 25% of the way through my book to 28% of the way through my book in two weeks. But if you're reading Game of Thrones, that... It's 1,100 that, pages. Exactly. That's the equivalent of me reading a book. Yeah. What? Uh, <laughs> your three percent's a lot more than my three percent on the length of the thing. Oh, my three percent is the equivalent of you reading a book. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. So we're not reading that book. Okay. So this book is by Rath James White. Yes. Didn't who, I? I brought him up, right? The concussionist. The concussionist. <laughs> that was awesome. Oh. And this book is called The Resurrectionist. Yes. So you know. Uh, what's that book about? Uh, it is about a woman who is peering outside of her window 
and she sees that uh, new people are moving in, and she is not excited about the new people that are moving in because they're apparently taller than she is. Cool. Movie one. Movie. <laughs> Movie one. Uh, <laughs> You're so confused. You're like looking at the book, looking at the thing. Yeah. It's a tense and eerie shocker called Come Back to Me. Uh, and it's got some scribbling on the front, which I'm guessing is the signature of Wrath James White. It is the signature of Wrath James White. So this is probably this, mm-hmm. but with pictures. That's correct. And they move. They do move. Yeah. It's one of the moving picture deals. <laughs> Uh, the Hollywood uh, Hollywood Reporter called it genuinely creepy. Uh, I have no idea what this is about because the back is just like people making out and a guy that looks like C-grade Jeremy Renner. Uh, he, d- he does, doesn't he? <laughs> That's exactly what he looks like. That's a great analogy. Uh, and on the front cover uh, is a woman in a bathtub because it's a horror movie. Uh, and there's a hand reaching for her. Dun, dun, dun. And the hand's dark. Uh, so, you know, it's bad. Uh, so, uh, I gave that to Rath to sign for me, mm-hmm. uh, and his wife was there too. And she's like, Oh, what'd you think about the movie? And I hate it when they do that. Right. Because the book I can be honest about, mm-hmm. whether I liked it or not, I could say like, it's not my favorite. This is my favorite is yeah. what I would say about a book. Yeah. Right. Like I'm more of this guy. If it's the book, I can say, I love it. But if it's the movie, I have to wonder what they think of the movie, right? Or you could just give your honest opinion so, to a question. So I did, and I said, well, I felt like they did a serviceable job. I mean, it was a movie. It's never going to be the book. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he started going off on this big tangent about how much he hates it because <laughs> they cut out this and they cut out that or whatever, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was, like, trying to calm him down a little bit. Like, <laughs> I've never had one of my books turned into a movie. Yeah. But... I think that's the case with everybody is kind of what I told. I said, mm-hmm. I've never had it done, but I think that's the way everybody feels is they can never put everything in there and whatever they take out, you're going to feel like was integral to putting into the movie. Right. Um, Cause you put it in the book. There are probably things that you wrote that aren't in the book. Yeah. So any, you, any body of work you have to, you have to cut something. Yes. And you hand it over to somebody else. You're going to have that degree mm-hmm. of why did you do this? And you here's, know? You, you, like you said, it's a 300 page book. Yes. Of prose. Yes. Now write a 90 page script that has everything in it. Yes, exactly. Yeah. It, it's not going to happen. So, um, but he was saying, you know, that he, he was disappointed with it and stuff. But again, I think that's probably the normal reaction that you have to it. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was telling me that uh, this book, so he wrote this book. Not this book. He wrote a book called Succulent Prey, which I'd referenced before. You talked about Long Pigs. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's that book, right? So it's about a cannibal. Yeah. And then he was like, okay, I have this deal with Leisure, who is this big publishing company. Remember there was a time when at the grocery store there was that spinning rack? Yeah. This was that company. You can see how the size of this, like mm-hmm. that was, this would be at the grocery store, Yeah, like right? this could be a V.C. Andrews book. Yes, exactly. It's the ones that sat at the grocery store and those little spinny things, right? Yeah. So his second book, he wrote and delivered it to him, and it's fucking amazing. It's called Jacob's Curse, mm-hmm. and it's this super racially charged thing about this kid growing up, uh, you know, and he's kind of prescribed to this life in the gangs and things like, and drug dealing, right? Yeah. And uh, he gave it to him, and they're like, Whoa, we don't want anything to do with this black stuff. <laughs> no, what are you talking about? 
uh, do you got another book? And he's like, yeah, of course I have another book. Oh, fuck, I don't have another book. Let me type this bitch out real quick. So he wrote this book in like three months or something, right? Okay. Um, and he was like just going frantic, trying to work a day job job, and, and come up with this book. Mm-hmm. So he writes this book. It ends up getting optioned. It turns into this movie. And he was saying like he got everybody together and he didn't. So he, here's what he said. This is a Wrath James White approved drinking game for Come Back to Me. Okay. Okay. And the drinking game is anytime somebody is eating cookies or talking about cookies or anything along the lines of cookies, anything to do with cookies, you have to take a shot because he said they had a a viewing party with his friends. His wife was telling me this. They had a viewing party with his friends and everybody. Mm -hmm. And every time they would talk about cookies, everybody would freak out because that's like Rath's thing. (laughs) So Rath is was a former uh, kickboxer and like MMA champ and stuff. Right. Like Mm -hmm. he's a buff, like health conscious dude. But cookies apparently are his his kryptonite. Right. Yeah. So uh, that's your drinking game is cookies in Come Back to Me. I'm sorry, man. I can't. I'm on keto. (laughs) Uh, So keeping up with our our theme is killer con guests that had stuff turned into movies. I had four to choose from. I chose the two best movies. Okay. Okay. Second movie. Wrath James White would not appreciate that this is one of the four best movies, probably. If he oh. didn't like it. He didn't, but it's still his. Like, he's got to have a soft spot for it, yeah, right? Sure. He, he's proud that he his movie got, or his book got turned into a movie, right? Maybe. Yeah. Second movie. Uh, four stars, one of the best, one of the year's best thrillers. Uh, I stumbled through that because I looked at the name and I thought it said it was Tom Hiddleston, but it's Tom Huddleston. I don't know either one of those people. Tom Hiddleston is Loki in the Marvel movies. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael C. Hall, Sam Shepard, and Don Johnson. So, good cast. Cold in July. I, I was I'm looking at this through the microphone and I almost said cold in jury because I thought that's what it said, but that's an L, not a, not an R. Uh, it's just got, the, got three faces, and then there's a parked car, or a car on the road stopped, and a man pointing a gun at it, and apparently this was in Sundance. Uh, yeah, the back is another car, or the same car, and someone is talking to the person in the car. So, it's a movie about a car mm-hmm. that... Uh, only drives you to like the next person and then you have to have a very in-depth conversation with that person to move on to the next person mm-hmm. uh, because it's haunted by the spirit of somebody who didn't uh, who didn't uh, talk to enough people who didn't uh, get out there enough in the world uh, and they they really want to make sure that the person that they have locked inside this car without uh, food water or any place to go to the bathroom uh, can can have that human experience of of another person. You nailed this one. Thanks. Good for you. You didn't tell me at all what Come Back to Me was about. I, because it's a generic cover. That is a generic cover, and you just came up with a fucking masterpiece. This is, this is like, it could be Slither, or like, this is, this is the scene in horror movies ever since fucking Freddy. Like, you have a girl, she takes a bath. She closes her eyes, and then some freaky shit happens. Mm-hmm. That's every third horror movie has that. Sure. Um, this was less interesting, <laughs> but at least something not tropey. Uh, so, Cold in July, written 
uh, by Joe Lansdale, who remember Bruce had uh, a, a stare down contest with about who was going to open their door first. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and directed not going to be a good thing for you by the director of Stakeland, Jim Mickle. Okay. So. That doesn't mean anything. That that movie was fine. It just it tried to do too much. And it it should have told a smaller story. I don't disagree with that. So yeah. he seemed fine. Maybe he has a, a, a since he's ad- uh, adapting something that's not his. Mm-hmm. Um maybe it'll be great. Good. So this is our Killer Con guest episode. Yes. Featuring nobody that is going to be on here. <laughs> sure. Okay, good. Justin, what else you got for us? I still can't fucking close my mouth.